Hello, and welcome to studentofthebible.com. I know I sound a little different because what would New Year's be without a New Year's cold? Yeah, I know. You've probably got one too. But it's no excuse to not have a podcast, right? Well, this is what I thought, at least. We'll see how I do. So I'm going to talk about something that I actually hate to talk about. Yeah. For me, one of the most dreaded words in the American vocabulary is resolution. I I mean, it honestly causes me anxiety. Why? Well, if I was sitting in the armchair of a therapist, I would probably have to admit that it makes me feel inadequate and unprepared. I honestly hate when people make resolutions and don't keep them, but I dislike even more when people ask me what my resolutions are, as if I have them, and so I have to quickly come up with something that I know I won't remember what I resolved to do or not to do in just a few days. Okay, so if I think back, perhaps this would be a diagnosis of PTSD from having to resolve to give up something for Lent as a child. And... I know that it caused me angst because I was so bad at it. I failed miserably and always ended up feeling guilty at my failure and my weakness, which then resulted in my feeling like I'd let God down. Well, now, everywhere I turn, people are getting on the resolution bandwagon. You can't turn on TV. You can't listen to a podcast. (laughs) Case in point without someone talking about resolutions. Okay, seriously, where in the Bible does it say I have to give something up or resolve to change something every time the calendar turns to a new year? I ask you, really? So I want to put the blame somewhere. Who can I blame for setting such a depressing precedent? Well, I didn't have to do all the research myself because there's actually a woman who wrote this clever blog, Reverend Kathy Broombaugh. She did a lot of this research for me. And guess what? Solomon was right. There is nothing new under the sun. Come to find out, we've been making resolutions at New Year's for about 4,000 years. Yeah. We can blame this horrible tradition on, ready for it, the Babylonians. Yeah, that's right. Those crazy Babylonian babies held festivals to ring in the new year and also made resolutions to repay debts and to forgive each other. Why? Well, their reason was a belief that what goes around comes around. They figured that the pagan gods would shine down on them if they acted honorably in the new year. So each year, they would resolve to be a better version of themselves. Well, of course, we have no record of whether they actually were successful at this, but if my personal track record is the standard set way back then in ancient Babel times, no. If anything, they backtracked. Oh, but then we have the Romans. Back in 46 BC on January 1st, that became the celebration of the new year. And apparently we have 
Julius Caesar to thank for this. You see, Janus was the Roman god. That's where we get the name January. Now, interestingly, Janus was two-faced. Not an admirable quality today, but back then it meant that the god faced towards the past and towards the future, two faces. The belief was, touch his face and you would have good fortune in the new year. By making sacrifices to Janus, the Romans would be promising to live a good life in the new year. Well, it also appears the Romans knew how to party because on New Year's they'd eat a lot of food, yeah, drink a lot of beverages, yeah, no judgment there, do a considerable amount of dancing, again, no judgment. However, under Constantine, who was the first Christian emperor, it seems New Year's Day was turned into less of a rabble-rousing day and more into a day of prayer and fasting. And Constantine encouraged people to use the day as a beginning to live better lives. Okay, well, fast forward about 1,300 years. And guess who else thought this should be a time we should renew our vows to lead better lives on New Year's? John Wesley, way back in 1740. Do you recognize his name? Wesley was the founder of the Methodist Church, and he started a tradition of having a church service on New Year's Eve as a milder alternative to the tradition at the time, which was to imbibe heavily and do things other than attend church. Well, then a little more than 100 years later, on December 31st, 1862, many Blacks and abolitionist white people gathered in homes and churches for what is now referred to as Watch Night. Yeah, they were waiting for news from Abraham Lincoln that the Emancipation Proclamation had been signed into law. And still to this day, many gather in church on New Year's Eve to praise God for their safety throughout the year. And Watch Night is a term that's still used by many communities. All right, if I have to be honest, yes, these are wonderful traditions. And I mean, I actually like the idea of gathering in church, thanking God for safety during the year. But do, do I really have to give something up or start something new every year around this time? Well, okay. I decided to look to the Bible for some answers. That's probably a very good place to start, right? Proverbs chapter 16 verse 9 says this, the heart of a person plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. We know this is true. The author Robert Burns, for example, said, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. Boy, do I know that to be true. I've always said God has a sense of humor. I can plan all I want. And okay, planning isn't a bad thing. I can plan to be a better person in 2024. Heck, I can plan to be a better listener. Biblically, I do know a good tree bears good fruit. As I grow as a Christian and I discover my 
gifts and talents and I listen to God's word of promise, we can all make plans to try to improve, can't we? I mean, we want to walk in his ways to the glory of his name. However, the writer of Proverbs, again, Solomon, reminds us that it is only God who sees our futures, and it's only God who knows what will ultimately be best for us. Therefore, as we seek our futures, we recognize that as we rely on God, he shows us the way. Thy will be done, not my will be done. But God, I just want to do X, Y, Z for you. But God, that wasn't my plan. I planned to bring you glory in this way. Oh, does that sound familiar? Yes, it does. Again, wise old Solomon, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Well, that's a tough one. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Oh, if only I always tend to lean on my own understanding. My paths are crooked and circuitous and one step forward, two steps back. Boy, it's really hard for me to see God in all of this. Colossians chapter 3 verses 9 through 17. Wise old Paul reminds us, put off the old self. Put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, patience, bearing with one another as the Lord has forgiven you. You must also forgive. Above all, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the Father through him. Resolve to put off my old self? Oh, that I can do. Oh, wait, Paul isn't talking about weight loss or a new wrinkle cream, is he? No, Paul says our old self is not our chronological age-old self. It's our rotten, sin-filled self. We need to die to that old self and allow Christ to shine in us. The result? Compassion, kindness, humility, patience forgiveness. The thing is, I personally can resolve to listen to God. Let's be honest. I can resolve to read scripture, to be a better Christian. But the truth is, I'm a sinner and I cannot of my own strength and power change who I am. I'm dead to my sin. And no matter what I resolve to do without the help of the Holy Spirit, I am nothing. There's no amount of good deeds or good intentions that are going to get me into heaven. It is only by grace through faith that I am saved. Aha. But Renee, where's the good news? I'll tell you. 
when we mess up, and we do, fess up. Because we serve an awesome God, you guys. Lamentation reminds us in chapter 3, verses 22 through 23, it says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Oh, thank goodness, because my resolutions last about as long as a New York minute. I'm glad that God's mercies never come to an end and are new every morning. Because every morning I can resolve all I want to be new, better, improved version of myself. But, as Paul says, I do the things I don't want to do. And I don't do the things that I should do. Without Christ, guys, I'm already dead. Paul in his letter to the Ephesians in chapter 4, verses 21 through 23 says, As the truth is in Jesus, put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Put on the new self, created in the image of God in true righteousness and holiness. Let the Holy Spirit fill you with his light and his goodness and his truth. Guys, I don't need to tell you this. The enemy wants to belittle you, to worry you, confuse you, condemn you. Christ is here to save you. My plan this year is to resolve to not reflect on my shortcomings, which are many, to not let the enemy's voice discourage me, frighten me, confuse me, or worry me. I know that it is less about what I do or what I have done or maybe will do or who I am and more about what has been done for me on the cross by Jesus. Let's all resolve to move into 2024 recalling God's mercy, his grace, his righteousness. Think back to a time this past year when things looked really bleak maybe and hopeless and you could see no way out. And then God's light showed through. That, you guys, is a testimony you need to share. That's the news the world needs to hear. We, as children of the light, are to be a light shining on a hill. We know how this story ends. God wins, you guys. This year, resolve to point others to Jesus, for he is the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. He is the source of all true peace. Rely less on your man-made resolutions and more on the resolution and one true promise made by our Lord and Savior, that your sins are forgiven and you are his.
now, and forever. Amen. Renee Bennett is a student of Luther House of Study, pursuing her Master's of Divinity. Since 2020, she has been producing podcasts on various Old Testament and New Testament topics. She has been to Israel twice and has been a student of the Bible for over 30 years. She's had various ministry positions in youth leadership, Bible study, Lutheran social services, and most recently, she is a member of the Unite Leadership Collective that works to equip the priesthood of all believers. She would like to direct you to her website, studentofthebible.com, where you can enjoy her over 100 podcasts and her recent edition of blogs on various contemporary as well as biblical topics. Please also follow her on her Facebook page, Student of the Bible, for updates on the latest podcasts and blogs. Renee welcomes any feedback or suggestions for future podcast episodes.